What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Yo, yo, we back. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hopefully y'all been blessed. Hopefully y'all been amazing. Hopefully y'all been great during whatever time it is when you're listening, right? I know some people might be listening in 2025, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm dropping this in 2021. But yeah, hopefully you're great. Um, so just some updates. As you can see in the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about manufacturer spending. Basically, the way that happened was... I made a post on Instagram on my personal IG. If you don't follow me, it's at Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. I made a story post. I was asking, do people know what manufactured spending is? Because, you know, on my page, I'll be teaching a lot about credit and stuff. I'm sure you probably know if you're listening to the episode right now. But basically, most people didn't even know what it was, right? So I had some people DMing me about it and... Basically, um, like every Friday, I like to clean out my DMs, like my DMs and DM requests and stuff like that. So I had a lot of requests as far as people wanting to know more about like the manufactured spending stuff I was talking about. Um, So, yeah, man, that's basically how I come up with the episodes that I have on the podcast. I just basically look at like what people are asking me, um, what kind of conversations I'm having. I don't know if y'all can hear the plane, but that threw me off a little bit. But there's a plane. Um, I got some neighbors making noise, too. I don't know if you can hear that, but you know it is what it is. We do the podcast however we do it. But yeah, basically, um, that's why we're going to talk about manufacturer spending today. Um, if you're new to the podcast, I usually talk about some updates in the beginning of the episode before we get into it. If you don't want to hear any of the updates, you're welcome to skip through the episode to get to the meat of the episode and then, you know, go on about your day. You know what I'm saying? But one update... I'm going to be dropping two episodes, right? So you're going to notice as you're able to listen to this episode, there's going to be a second episode where I'm going to be talking about primaries because some people were asking me, you know, how can they build their credit and stuff like that? Because a lot of people are starting to wake up, I guess, as far as their credit just from following me because, you know, these are stuff we weren't taught growing up and stuff. So that's why I really, you know, do my best and make it an intention to be dropping these episodes. You feel me? Because I feel like everyone should be aware as far as like, you know, uh, my community, the black community. I saw that some people from Germany are listening to the podcast. I don't know if y'all credit function the same way as it does in the United States. I don't know if you listening to this for entertainment purposes or whatever, but I appreciate you listening. So shout out to Germany. Um, and yeah, man, you know, just just pre- I appreciate y'all tapping in. So update. I know because I've been, sometimes I get DMs from people that also do credit asking me like, why are you putting out all this information, stuff like that. So I'm aware, I'm aware that people be pissed sometimes when I'm putting out, you know, all of these free gems and stuff. But the reason why I do it, besides the fact that I know, you know, 99% of people aren't even going to do anything with the information. So, I mean, information is still safe, right? I could put out the blueprint on how to make a million dollars in two minutes. If, if, if I had that right, people still wouldn't take action. But the reason why, the main reason why I even, you know, do all of this information that I'm putting out is because, like I said, I understand 
how important credit is, how important it's been in my life, how important it's been in terms of how I've been able to leverage my credit. So I feel like I would be doing y'all a disservice if I didn't put the information out there, right? Because I just know how it's changed my life. I just know how it's created new income streams for myself. So I just feel like, you know, I feel like if y'all are like how I used to be, having that good credit score, but not actually using it, I'm doing my best so that you can actually leverage it. So that's why I say, you know, I'm here to help you leverage your credit, no debit or whatever. It's kind of a play on words. I'm just because, you know, people, most people use their debit a lot. So yeah, man, that's, that's an update on that. I know people be pissed, but you know, we're going to continue putting out that, that uh, information. Also, the last credit ebook you'll ever need, my ebook I've been talking about, um, updating and stuff. So it's, it's it's out. You can go to the link in my bio and cop it or go to the CA Tactics LLC page and cop it. I haven't really put it out there promoting it like that because I know I know the people that listen to the podcast. I know, you know, we're kind of like a close-knit community. Even though it's kind of been expanding and growing since I've been posting uh, more on like my personal page and stuff like that. But if you need that ebook, you know, just as far as uh, correct data points and things like that, um, you can go ahead and cop that if you, if you need it. Because I mean, I don't like really being salesy. I just know that the people that need the ebook is going to find them. They're going to find the ebook, you know, vice versa, whatever. So if you need it, go cop it. It's 50% off right now. It's usually $97. It's currently $47. I don't know how long it's going to be like that, depending on when you listen to the episode. But yeah, that's what it is. I think that's all my uh, updates. Um, I'm going to start the music and we're going to get straight into it. But yeah, like I said, um, we're going to talk about manufacturer spending. Basically, we're going to talk about what it is and then we're going to talk about um, the why you should actually care about it as someone that is maybe building your credit or someone that is um, already where they're supposed to be as far as you know credit so you can leverage your credit to actually make money and do stuff like that. I'm not really going to get into the how as far as like scaling a manufacturer spending business and things like that. And um, just the details, because I just want to, it's one of them things you want to walk before you run. You know what I'm saying? So I know some of y'all don't even know what manufacturer spending is. So let's take it one step at a time. If you like the episode, leave a review, DM me and say, Michael, I need more on manufacturer spending. And then I can, you know, help you assist you with that. If you want a personal call, you could obviously, you know, click link in my bio, book a personal call. But with that being said, let us get straight into the episode. I don't got no air horns or nothing, so we just getting straight to the information. I ain't playing with y'all today. All right, let's get straight into it. I don't know if that's too loud. I might have to lower this a little bit. Oh, I went damn near on mute. Okay, okay, I like that. All right, so manufactured spending. So I got the definition. I like definitions whenever I'm talking about stuff. So manufacturer spending, I'm going to read the definition. You can Google it. You can do your own research. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So manufacturer spending is the technique of maximizing credit card spend to earn rewards while minimizing the adverse effect on your bank account balance. Manufacturer spending techniques are legal. Manufacturer spending techniques are legal. But the same techniques are often used by criminals to launder money or to convert stolen credit card numbers into cash. Right. Manufacturer spending is legal, but sometimes it gets misconstrued as money laundering, something that is illegal. So for some of y'all, that might scare y'all. For some of y'all, that might, you know, get you in a rush like, oh, shoot, this is dope. I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? But basically, um, manufacturer spending, like I said, is 
like I read in the definition, it's basically turning credit to cash. So the more credit you have to play with, the more, you know, cash you can earn. So um, I just want to give you all an example of manufactured spending. So one example of manufactured spending would be like the re let me, let me walk through a retail method. So all right, I think the best way for me to do is just give y'all examples and we're going, you know, hopefully that makes sense. So the retail method. So a basic manufacturer spending play. One of the very first manufacturer spending plays that I did was um, a retail method and it's basically called the split payment method. So what would happen is you're trying to get, you're trying to turn your credit card into cash, right? Let's say you have a $5,000 credit card, right? You have a $5,000 credit card. Excuse the noise if you can hear the noise. My neighbor's acting crazy. So what you would do is you go to Walmart, for example. Let me speak from experience. You go to Walmart and you know you want to take $5,000 off that credit card. What you would do is I would spend $4,900 on the credit card and then spend only like $100 on your debit card. It's called the split payment method. So what you're doing by doing this is you're putting both of your cars in the system, right? You buy that item, leave, you come back maybe the next day, you tell them, oh, I need to return this, I don't need it no more. And they're gonna ask you, do you have the card that you used to buy it or something like that? Or, or they might just ask you to insert your card, right? So at that point, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take your debit card, the one you put $100 on it, right? You didn't put 4,900, you put 4,900 on the credit card. You're going to take your debit card and you're going to insert it and you're going to get the entire $5,000 back onto your debit card. So you're going to see, you're obviously going to see the $4,900 um, charge on your credit card because, you know, you put $4,900 on it, but you got the entire $5,000 on your, um, what's it called? On your debit card now. So now what will happen, it may take a day, it may take hours for it to actually arrive, but what's going to happen is now that the entire 5000 is in your debit card or your checking account, you've successfully taken the money off of your credit card or turned credit into cash. That's why we talk about credit into cash. You literally did that, right? By doing the split payment method. So now that you have the $5,000, what you're going to want to do, you can invest it, you can do whatever you want with it, right? But the safest thing to do would be to take that $5,000 and pay the $4,900 dollar payment on your um credit card so some people might be like what's the point of doing that the point of doing it and the why you should actually care about manufacturer spending is it's an easy way to meet your sign up bonuses if you're in the beginning of um doing credit maybe you don't know what i'm talking about with sign up bonuses but if you do if you don't basically when you get a credit card sometimes it'll be like spend x amount of dollars so that you can get um X amount of dollars. So for example, let me just use the Amex Business Platinum. It might say something like spend $15,000 within the first three months and you'll get like a 100,000 points, which is equivalent to like $1,000. So we use manufacturer spending to basically do it for free, right? So in, in that example where I have to spend 15,000, I spent 5,000. I got 5,000 in my example where I did the split payment method at uh, Walmart. So it's it manufacturer spending is really just a it's really just an easy way to meet those sign up bonuses. So basically you're you're basically spending money, but you're not spending money. You're spending the bank's money, right? 
by doing that split payment method. That's only one method. That's a method where you can do it with uh, no fees. There's more methods I'm gonna talk about where you'll actually accrue fees, but I just wanna use that basic example called the split payment method. So I've done this method several times. Um, if you wanna start small, I know if you buy like four Apple watches at Walmart, that's gonna be the equivalent of like $2,000, depending on what the series you get. I think it was like SE series or something that I got. But basically, um, this is what I did when I wanted to meet my sign-up bonuses. Cause, it might, Cause like I said, it might be something like spend $5,000 and you get a $1,000 statement credit or something like that. Sometimes you might look at it like, oh dang, I don't, I don't know if I'm genuinely gonna make that spend. So what you'll wanna do is manufacture spending. But the thing with manufacturer spending is you don't want to just do manufacturer spending because that could alert to the banks like, what is this person doing? You know what I'm saying? So you also want to um, obviously do genuine spending, whether it's uh, groceries or gas, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you're not aware of manufacturer spending, I hope this is starting to make sense on why we would actually want to do it. So if you think about it, let's say you do a credit card sequence because that's what we do here at uh, CA Tactics, Consumer Ammunition Tactics. You do a credit card sequence where you're getting a lot of credit cards at one, at one time, right? Let's say you have 10 credit cards. They all say spend X amount of dollars and you get a $300 statement credit. 300 times 10, you just got an easy $3,000 and you didn't even spend no money, right? You literally took someone else's money, which is the bank's money, your credit card, spent majority of um, whatever you bought on it and split it between your debit. You went back, returned it, you got the entire thing on your debit, so you liquidated it, right? I've spoken about how to liquidate your credit card in past episodes. If you need more information on that, go to past episodes. But basically, you liquidated your credit card, use that to pay back you know, your credit card. And on top of that, I didn't even talk about the fact that you wanna look for credit cards that have cash back um, bonuses and stuff like that, right? Because let's say, for example, let's use a $5,000 example. Let's say, no, let's say you have a credit card that is, um, I want to do round numbers. So let's say you have a credit card that is, let's, let's, let's think big. Let's say $10,000, right? <laughs> All right. So you have a credit card that is $10,000 and basically you put $10,000 on your credit card. You put whatever on your debit. Besides the fact that you're going to be able to meet your sign up bonus easily, you're going to get reward points with reward points where we essentially are now going to be able to start living for free. This is what I talk about when I'm talking about living for free. So let's say you put $10,000, right, on that um, credit card. Keep in mind, you're not spending your own money. You're just making a transaction. So you're using the bank's money to make a transaction, right? Um, you spent the $10,000. Let's say um, a card you have has 2.5% cash back, right? I can talk about a card that actually has that later on if you guys want, but just for simple example, 2.5% cash back, you put $10,000 on that card just to do the manufactured spending return play, right? So now what happens is you got $250 for spending money that wasn't even yours. And you, you're not even spending it. You're gonna return it. The money's gonna go straight back to your bank account. You're gonna pay back your um, credit card. So you didn't use any of your money. So now that you think about it, let's say you get 10 cards that are 2.5% cash back and they have those limits. This is why you have to have high limits. So you went from 250 to now 2,500 when you're running it. This is why we don't, you know, really care about having small limits and things like that. This is why I dropped the episode talking about finessing high credit card limits, right? Because we want more to play with. If we have $5,000 and we only have one credit card, we got nothing to play with. But if we got $5,000, 
if we got five thousand um, dollars but we got like multiple credit cards you know that's better if we got ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars we got you know a lot of credit card money to play with we have a lot of earning potential that's what i really want y'all to realize right when i'm talking about these credit cards i know how people are really making a living off of doing this manufactured spending and stuff so i really want to put y'all on if y'all don't already know right so the why you should care again it's an easy income stream you're literally going to the store purchasing something without your own money if you want to in the example i said why I said $5,000, you could even put $4,950 on the credit card and then put $50 on your debit. It don't matter how much you put on your debit. The main purpose is that you just want both to show up on the receipt. So when you bring the receipt, you're able to insert just your debit and have everything go onto that card. So that is the retail um, method, right? Let me talk about a different method. Also with the retail method, um, that's not the split payment method, right? There is the Costco method. So if, you, if you're not aware, basically with uh, Costco, they do not accept Discover. And from what I heard, they don't accept MasterCard. I like to speak on my experience. You know what I'm saying? So I, I went with um, the Discover method. So let me break it down. So what happens is you can go online on Costco, right? So you can go online, you can use Discover, you can use MasterCard. It's just that when it's in person, they don't process those. So one time I was shopping at Costco, I tried to use my Discover card, right? This is why you want to have different cards, because if you only have Visa, you won't be able to do, do this play. This is why I tell y'all, fix your credit, get your credit right, so you can go get accepted for all these different cards. Anyways, <laughs> so let's say you got Discover. Or no, I was at the store, I tried to use my Discover card, it didn't work. They basically said, um, we don't process Discover. So that, that gave me an idea, you know? Later I revisited it, and I ordered a couple of MacBooks online using my Discover card. Keep in mind, this was online, right? I went online, I ordered a couple of MacBooks. I think it came out to like $6,000. So once it shipped to my house, I took it back to the Costco in my area, right? Because I have my Costco card and everything. I don't believe I needed a receipt technically. So I gave it to them. They said, um, oh, we don't process Discover. I was like, oh, shoot. Y'all just acted like I was surprised. I, I, I knew damn well they didn't process Discover, right? So once that happened, they are basically in a position to where they have to give you cash or they have to put it on a card. So because I didn't want to carry that amount of cash, I just said um, we could just put it on my Visa card. So my Visa card is what? My debit card. So now what happened? I put in my uh, Visa debit card. And I got $6,000 onto um, that card. And what'll happen is I'll go back and pay the Discover card. But at the same time, you guys got to remember, I got paid for making that transaction, right? Because keep in mind, let's say, um, like I said, let's say it was 2.5% cashback. That's $6,000. You guys can do the math. I'm not, I'm not going to do that math right now. But <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, I got paid to actually make that transaction. So I really want y'all when it comes to your credit, I want I really want y'all to look at your credit as like a cash making machine, right? I think that's the best way you should look at it. Look at it as a cash making uh, machine. And then the why you should care about, like I said, the more you have to actually play with it, the better. If you have a hundred thousand dollars to play with, it's better than if you only have ten thousand dollars to play with, right? So also remember do genuine spending. Don't just max out your cards doing manufactured spending. You don't want to get shut down, right? I don't want you to I don't want you to run it up like crazy and be like, oh Michael said, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, keep that in mind. 
So that's a retail method. I could talk about it all day. Um, also with the retail method, let me let me give y'all one more. So retail method, I believe, I don't know if I made an episode on this, but there's basically a cashback, um, cashback website called Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. I might've made an episode or I might've just talked about it on my IG stories. But basically with the Rakuten, oh, that's where the manufacturer spending thing came from. So I don't think I made an episode on it. So Rakuten is a cashback website. So I'm going to give y'all the sauce on how y'all can really, really finesse um, the manufacturer spending. So with Rakuten, basically they pay um, quarterly. So they have something called a big fat paycheck or something like that. Because what what happens is they partner with uh, different stores. So for example, like Macy's. So the example that I was posting on my story was basically talking about the fact that for a couple days, close to when they were about to do their big fat paycheck, which was August 15th, which was a week ago, um, they basically had Macy's at 10% cashback. So you go into the app and then you go to a third party basically, right? So Macy's was 10% cashback. So what you could do is you could spend a certain amount of money at Macy's and then, you know, return the item and then get the cash back. So let me let me give you all the plate I gave on my um, IG story in terms of how you can actually um, really finesse it. So let's say you have a twenty five thousand dollar card, right? Let's say you have a twenty five thousand twenty five thousand dollar card. $25,000, $25,000, and we're going to say it gives you 1.5% cash back because I actually have one of those cards. $25,000 limit, 1.5% cash back, right? We're going to use a real example. So let's say you max out that card at Macy's when they were having their 10% cash back. 10% of $25,000, last time I checked, is $2,500, right? So now what happens is with Rakuten, you got paid $2,500 in cash back because Macy's was having that 10% cashback deal. But keep in mind, it's not always like that. Macy's is usually like 2% or whatever, but for whatever reason, leading up until the big fat paycheck, August 15th, when they were gonna disperse the actual payment, uh, Macy's was at uh, 10%. So let's say you put, you know, let's say you put a couple Rolexes, right? I might, you know, I'm not saying I did it. I'm not saying I didn't do it, right? We gonna use examples. <laughs> let's say you put a couple Rolexes, they add up to about $25,000. And one thing I recommend, you want to look up the return policy, make sure it's at least 60 days, 30 days, because um, you want to wait for everything to process so you can get the cash back and then you get your big fat paycheck. Basically, when Rakuten does their big fat paycheck, they send it to you through um, PayPal. I had posted that I got cash back. I'm not going to disclose how much I got, but you know, I got some good cash back. So an example, like I said, $25,000. 10% 10% Macy's cashback, whatever you spend it on, it don't matter. You know, you're going to return it. You're not using your own money. So now you finessed it and easily got $2,500 from Rakuten, right? But it doesn't stop there, right? You remember what I said? I said you have 1.5% cashback on your card. 1.5% cashback on your card. This has nothing to do with Rakuten. They don't know that you getting that cashback on your credit card. So you spend the 25,000, you got 1.5% cashback. Um, that 1.5% cashback, what is that? That might be like $500 or something. Or no. I don't know how much that is, right? I'm not going to do the math right now. But 1.5% cashback, right? And you spent uh, $25,000. So you're getting a lot of cashback based off of one transaction. And you're not even using your own money. You just use your good credit 
to go get approved for that credit card. And now you're able to enjoy the benefits of that, um, what's it called, of that good credit card. So that's just an example I want y'all to realize. That's like a double killer as far as the manufacturer spending goes. So um, just keep that in mind. So I said 1.5% uh, of 25,000, right? So that would, that would actually be $375, my bad. So if you got that 1.5% cash, back, let's use round numbers. 2% cash back, right? Let's just say your card is 2% cash back. So $500 plus a $2,500, you just got three racks for using money that was not yours. You just had the ability to get that good credit, to go and apply for that good card that has that 2% cash back, 2.5% cash back, 1.5% cash back, and then you took advantage of the deal through Rakuten, right? Rakuten is a cash back website. And the funny thing about Rakuten is they cannot track um, the card that you use to make the transaction. So one method as well, I'm gonna give y'all one more, right? I'm gonna really over deliver on this episode. I wasn't planning to do as much like this because we're only on one method. We still got a couple more methods to go through. So listen, so with um with uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, a lot of people, what they do to meet their sign-up bonuses to get good cash back, they'll order a lot of golf clubs from Dick's Sporting Goods. Like I said, Rakuten, it's through Rakuten. So like I said, Rakuten cannot track the card that you actually use to make the purchase. So what'll happen is, let's say you spend $10,000 on these uh, golf clubs. Not only are you gonna liquidate the money through a manufacturer spending, cause you're gonna return it and be able to pay down your credit card, but whatever cash back, you just got it. 2.5% cash back, you got $250 for doing nothing, for using someone else's money. This is credit. This is what is, changed so many lives it's changed my life you know what i'm saying so that's why i really want y'all to be aware of it if you aren't aware of it because i wasn't doing manufacturer spending like a year ago right so i really want y'all to really be aware of it as i'm doing it as y'all are doing it you know what i'm saying and it, things are always changing um from what i've heard the dicks sporting goods method isn't working in certain areas anymore but that's manufacturer spending in some areas it's gonna work some areas it's not gonna work i'm gonna give y'all a little story of my experience yesterday actually where um it didn't work for me and it just previously worked in the same exact area right so just keep that in mind it's, it's something you just got to pers persist with when you want to succeed at manufacturer spending the mindset piece is really important too right so keep that in mind that's the retail method that's one method <laughs> all right so we're gonna get into um the paypal method that's pretty simple so the retail method, like I said, just going back to that, it has no fees, so that's why I like it. But the con about it is that it takes time. Sometimes it takes a, a good amount of time to actually return the money to your account. So it might be like three to five days, stuff like that, right? So now let me talk about the PayPal method. The PayPal method, the, re the reason why I like it is convenience, but I don't like it because of fees, right? And you don't wanna do it too much because you don't wanna get flagged. Because I've actually done it pretty frequently when I was like lazy to the point that um, they had to do like an investigation and stuff like that. So you wanna split it out how you're doing it. So basically with PayPal, this is how you do it. What you'll do is you create a business PayPal account. Um, so you should have a business checking account. If you're serious about your credit, I don't know why you don't have a business checking account because like I said in the last episode, it's funny how these things operate and work, right? I said in the last episode, create your LLC. When you create your LLC, go get you a business checking account. Go get you multiple business checking accounts. Multiple business checking accounts is going to be important in the next method I'm going to tell you about as far as manufacturer spending. You see why it's good to have an LLC, have the business checking account? Anyways, 
create your business checking account, your business PayPal account, right? And then have your personal PayPal account. What you're gonna do is invoice your personal self, right? You can invoice your personal self through your business PayPal account. You can say you could say it's like um, mentorship or whatever. So I, sometimes I say mentorship or whatever you want to say. Or you could just literally just send the money over if you want. So once you get that invoice from your business account, let's say it's ten thousand dollars. What you will do is you're going to take the credit card you actually want to liquidate. You're going to use a credit card to actually pay yourself. Right. So use the credit card to pay that that ten thousand dollar invoice. But here's the thing with uh, PayPal. They take a two point nine percent plus 30 cent fee for every transaction. So what that means is when you liquidate ten thousand dollars, you're spending damn near three hundred dollars. It's two hundred and ninety three dollars or whatever. So you're spending damn near three hundred dollars. So keep in mind with the retail method, even though it might take three to five days or, you know, days to actually get the money back, you're not sustaining any fees. But in terms of the fees, you got to think about like you're driving to the store. So maybe gas, time, all that. But as far as the PayPal method, you know, what I'm saying um, it's just for convenience. Let's say it's snowing where you're at. You can't make it anywhere. Or, or if you're lazy, right? Some people are just lazy. They just want to send the money instantly. They want to liquidate the money instantly, right? So you can do an instant transfer, which I don't recommend because if you do the standard transfer, it's most likely going to go quickly anyways. So once you pay that $10,000 from your personal account, you pay your business. So now you can bring the money to your business checking account. You've liquidated your car. Now you can go do it, use it to do whatever you want. Right? So that's a PayPal method. I don't recommend doing it all the time. You know what I'm saying? But that's a PayPal method. The last method I'm going to talk about that I'm going to get out of here. The last method. And keep in mind, if y'all like an episode, if y'all want more information, you know, um, let me know. If y'all want more information, let me know. All right, so the last method I'm going to talk about is the gift card method. So the gift card method, I guess it's kind of like a medium in between both. So it has fees, but the fees are minimum. Um, That's what I mean by it's like in between both of them. So with the gift card method... When I first started doing it, I was getting Walmart Visa cards, Visa gift cards, because that's how I was taught. But as I, you know, educated myself more, I started going towards what I recommend y'all do, which is the Simon Mall gift cards. So let me tell y'all why. With the Walmart Visa gift card, basically, they have like a $4.94 activation fee. So let's say $5 to activate the card. We're going to keep using $10,000 example. So with, remember, with the retail example, with liquidating $10,000, no fees, but it takes time. With the PayPal method, liquidating $10,000 is damn near $300, but it's like damn near instant. So with um, the gift card method, essentially what we're doing is we're using gift cards to buy money orders. We're going to deposit those money orders into our business checking account, right? This is why I said you want to have business checking account. And with um, this method in particular, because you're depositing money orders and if you're going to be consistent with it, I recommend having multiple business checking accounts. I recommend cycling them through like maybe at least five business checking accounts. It's not against a law to open a business checking account, right? You just have to have your that EIN, your operating agreement, all that, right? So just have that information. Keep that in mind. So let's go back to the $10,000 example for um, the gift card method. So with the Walmart example, right? So $5 to activate 
and the max that they do is like $500 per card. So if you want to get $10,000, you got to get 20 cards off it. So five times 20, that's already $100. But then with the money order fee, they tend to be 88 cents where I'm at. And it's for um, 10 of them, right? You can get up to $1,000. So one times 10, 88 cents times 10, that's $8 and eight cents, let's round up to 10. So the $100 plus the $10. So $110 is gonna be the fee to liquidate in comparison to, um, what's it called? In comparison to, what's that thing called? I'm forgetting. In comparison to the PayPal method, right? But let's say, for example, we use a card that gives us 2.5% cash back. I want to use a real card that I actually use, right? So when I liquidate $10,000, I get $250. So $250 I got now minus 110 that it took to actually um, liquidate that, right? So now what happened is, as far as my profit, 250 minus um, 110. I only kept, you know, $140. That $140, though, you know, I got paid to actually do it is better than nothing, right? This is something good as an income stream. If you, if you got maybe like kids or something, you can make them do it, something like that, right? Um, but if I did the PayPal method, I'm actually losing money, right? $10,000 cost me $300. I got $250, so I'm negative $50. So keep that in mind. So I don't really do the PayPal method unless I really need it. I know I'm going to flip the money to make even more money, right? So I wouldn't just be sitting up doing the PayPal method. I wouldn't recommend doing that because you're losing money. Based off of a 2.5% cashback card, right? And 2.5% cashback is pretty high for credit cards. So keep that in mind too. Um. So yeah, so what I, that's, that's uh, the Walmart Visa card. What I recommend is actually uh, the Simon Mall gift card. So the Simon Mall gift card, they have a $3.95 activation fee. So let's use the same example. Let's say $4, right? $4 times 20, that's 80 plus the 10 for the money order, that's 90. So the 250 minus the 90, we keep $160. So that's cool, right? Okay. But the thing with uh, Simon, and it's actually going to be right now with the Simon Mall gift cards is that they sometimes they have deals where there'll be like a certain amount of money off. So they're going to be for two weeks, right? From August 23rd to September 5th, at least in my area. I don't know about y'all area. They're going to be having um, $3 off the activation fee. So each activation fee is going to go from $3.95, which is damn near $4, to $0.95, cents, which is damn near a dollar. So let's use the same example. A dollar times 20 cards, because we got 500 on each card. So that's $20 plus the $10 for, act for um, the money orders. So now what happens is if we have a 2.5% cashback card and we are, um, let's say we have a 2.5% cashback card and we're liquidating $10,000. Now our cost is only $30. So now we have $250 gross minus the $30. We're keeping $220 profit. Let's say we do that. We pay it off, we do it, and then the card resets. Or let's say we have four cards that are 2.5% cashback, right? So four cards are 2.5% cashback. You liquidate $40,000. 250 times four. Last time I checked, that's $1,000. Um, that $1,000 times 30 minus... 30 times four, right, is 120. So 1,000 minus that uh, 120. Now we're at making $880. So you're making damn near an extra $1,000 a month off of using money that's not yours. That is a gift card method. Um, that is manufactured spending. If y'all want to know more, 
definitely tap in. Let me know. Hopefully this episode helped you. Hopefully you're able to take copious amounts of notes. Um, and the main thing I really want y'all to understand is you want to just get your credit right. Right. If your credit is already where it's supposed to be, you want to get the right funding because you don't want to just go and get random cards. That's why I also have my funding secrets ebook, which you can get uh, via the link in my bio. So go ahead and um, tap it if you need that. That's currently 50% off right now at $47. So yeah, man, hopefully this helped y'all uh, meet those sign-up bonuses. Hopefully it helped y'all with the easy income stream. You know, you could get a whole team, assemble, and go crazy on the manufacturer spending. Oh, I didn't tell y'all about my experience. So my experience with um, with actually the Simon Mall gift card ones, right? So I took my Simon Mall gift cards and I went to um, this place called Fred Meyer. It's basically owned by Kroger. So if you have Kroger in your area, it's basically like a Kroger, a Ralph's, Vons, stuff like that. So I went to the same place I, I literally went to uh, the day before where I did it successfully. I attempted to do it. I said, let me get a $2,000 money order. Um, they do it in $1,000 um, increments. But remember, the Simon Mall gift cards are only five. They go up to $500, at least the ones I have. So I have four or $500 cards. I'm swiping. I swipe the first one. It does $500 off. This dude has taken his job way too seriously. He's like, hey, what is that? You know what I'm saying? You know how these dudes be taking their job too seriously. So I was like, oh, it's a debit card. And then he was like, oh, no, is that a gift card? I'm like, no, it isn't. It's a debit card. Because it literally says debit card on it. It says debit card and it does say gift card or whatever, but it's technically a debit card. So he asked for it. And then he, this dude runs over to his uh, manager and asks uh, if I could, you know, make the transaction and stuff. I'm like, is this dude getting paid like $2 million to stop me from liquidating, you know, a card? Like, I'm like, how's that going to hurt you? You know, so my point in bringing that story up, I wasn't able to do it at that time. But I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to go today again to do it. Um, because I think it really just depends on the worker you come across. So I think some people don't care. And... When you're ordering for ordering from Simon Mall gift cards, what I recommend to y'all, because you sign up with your business, tell them you're doing manufacturer spending. Remember, it's not illegal. They actually have manufacturer spending as an option um, choice for you to actually, you know, do it. So I say that to say some people gonna take their jobs too seriously when you're doing stuff like the gift card method or the like the retail method. Um, those are the cons of those ones. And I guess basically the main um pro of the PayPal method as far as that is you won't really have barriers besides like PayPal's uh, automated system if they like ding you or something. So yeah, just keep in mind, manufacturer spending, it has its risks and stuff. It works. It doesn't work sometimes, but it is a way to make money. Y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the Cap Podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, Your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with cap. So get with cap and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.